Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Millennials Invest podcast. Today is our first episode. What, what? No, I'm really excited. Obviously, I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have finally gotten this started. Listen, this is gonna be lit. We're gonna make some money. We're gonna talk about the best things to do with that money when we make it. And then we're gonna make some more money. Okay? So invite your friends, sit back, and let's learn, y'all. So here we are. I'm at the house sitting here living my best life as i hope you other black millennials are as well shout out to you if you're at work right now um punching the clock making sure you stack in the coins i support it um so you know if you're new to this which i'm imagining you are since our first episode today a little bit about myself i'm ebony harris i recently quit my job because I got into real estate investing. I used to work at a tech company. I was doing software sales. Um, Software as a service is a huge thing these days. Obviously, everybody uses software. A lot of the apps that you guys know and love have to be paid for somehow. And so, you know, usually on the back end, there's a sales team that brings on people who pay for the services so that you can use the app for free. Um, Prior to that, I worked in fitness, I did bodybuilding, I coached rowing, and then I transitioned to tech, working for a health tech company. So my background is mostly in health and I really love real estate because my family has been investing in real estate for years since I was a kid. When I was a kid, we literally used to be, you know, in their investment properties, knocking down walls. I was like a kid, you know, seven or eight years old with a, with a dust mask on my face and a sledgehammer. I, at the time, just thought it was cool. You know, it was probably a little bit of child labor, but it was really a lot of fun for me. And I saw my parents kind of go through, you know, hardships with real estate investing and Uh, You know, they even had one of their properties burned down. They got sued. Um, You know, they had a tenant, I'll never forget, who who painted the entire kitchen black. And when I say the entire kitchen, you guys, the whole kitchen, the cabinets, the floor, the walls, everything. She painted it all black. And, you know... There's no clause written in your in your lease that says you can't paint as long as you know you paint it back. If you don't paint it back, you just don't get your security deposit back. But literally, not only was she not getting her security deposit back, she destroyed what was like new construction in their property. So, you know, we're chock full of stories like that that I've been, you know, keeping a Rolodex of since I was like six. And I was very uninterested in getting involved in real estate investing when I was a freshman in college. So I refused to study anything business related in rebellion against my dad, mostly, you know, hey, what's a what's a girl without daddy issues? (laughs) But 
uh, you know, it didn't take me long in my college career to realize that I definitely was very interested in getting into real estate development and getting into investing. So by the time I was a junior, I was saving up my money so that I could buy my first property. And when I graduated, I had a full-time job. So I took my savings and my tax return and I put it into my first property, which is a three-family home in South Jersey. I now, you know, help a lot of my friends who live in New York City. Uh, I went to college in New York. Shout out to Long Island University. Hey, Uh, I help a lot of them, you know, learn more about the Jersey market because New York real estate, although lucrative, is also very expensive. And I really believe that you don't have to wait until you're 30 or 35. And, you know, kudos to you guys who are listening who are in your 30s. There's never a too late time to start. But I don't believe that you have to wait that long like a lot of people think you do. People think they have to save up, you know, tons and tons of money. They have to work for years. For me, success doesn't look like working at a really big corporation and, you know, making two, three hundred thousand dollars a year, which is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. For me, success is having free time and having my my bills paid for, being able to go on vacation whenever I want and and being able to continually grow my portfolio, you know, having enough income that I can save, enough income that I can make good investment decisions and and have my time. So I don't feel bad at all when I'm home on my couch recording a podcast and and my friends are over at Goldman punching the clock and I I don't feel bad. But, you know, they're the guys that are buying, you know, really good real estate deals and I like to help them find it. And so hopefully I can help you figure out how you can get started um, investing. It doesn't have to be in real estate. I just really believe that, you know, generational wealth is something that we all deserve and we can create for ourselves um, and you know in the black community especially we'll talk about some of that in, in in the next episodes but today's episode is really just about you know getting to know the BMI podcast and uh, seeing what we can do on this show like who we can bring on what we can talk about what you guys are interested in hearing more about um, you know as the fads come and go what sound what have people tried before this is a space where People can exchange ideas, get in groups, make things happen. And my goal with this is just to educate, invite people to have fun, learn more, connect, and then build black wealth, you know? It's all about rooting for everybody black. And those of you guys who are not black, you know, welcome to the show. You guys, you know, the black community has tons of friends. We love everyone. Um, So... I'm just glad you guys are here listening in with us and hopefully we can we can give you guys some gems. Okay, so enough about me and today I just really wanted to speak about the importance of having various people in your circle. When it comes to building black wealth, you'd be surprised how difficult it can be when there are people around you who have poor spending habits. 
you know, I talked a little bit about me being at home, other people being at work. I need people like that. I need people who hustle around me so I don't get, you know, lazy and and not actually spending my time doing things that are valuable to me. Now, does that mean that you need to put yourself you know, around people who are completely different from you and you feel like you can't relate to them? No, that means that you cannot spend all of your time with people who don't think like you. And that's just a simple truth. You know, you eat, birds of a feather flock together. So one of my favorite examples is when girls like to say, oh, you know, I can never save any money because all of my friends keep wanting to go to the club like what like don't go and that's so much easier said than done when everyone you know is always at the club I get it I really do and that's why it's really important to go to these events that you see like networking events in any industry that you're in there are tons of events that are going on around you know some of them are free to get into All you need to do is bring yourself, bring a friend, bring a buddy. As a matter of fact, bring somebody who who is interested in getting into something that they don't know anything about. You know, for example, like I I mentioned before that I work, I worked for a tech company. I know a lot of friends who are really into web development, who are really into coding, but they don't know much about it. And so they're afraid to kind of get started. Sometimes I don't even want to go to those tech events, but I know that putting them out there in that space encourages me to get out in that space, and I might meet somebody there who does something completely different from tech, or I may meet somebody there who works in tech, who is extremely you know, like-minded in the sense that our personal finances are involved in the same way. You never know who you're going to meet unless you go and meet them. So part of the battle with building black wealth and getting out of this stigma of being in this cycle where everyone around you is borrowing money from each other and nobody, nobody can seem to get out this crabs in a barrel mentality is, is that everyone around you is practicing poor spending habits. You know, people love to joke with me and my sorority sisters that we are the traveling case like yeah we are because we save our money you know my some of my sorority sisters go places that I will not be going anytime soon because I just don't want to spend the money it's as simple as that does that mean I'm not going to travel no my friends are going to Hawaii Hawaii is such an expensive trip it's nonsensical it's nonsensical I don't want to go. I don't want, I have no desire to go someplace that I don't want to spend the money for. One day I'll go, one day I'll take my family, one day it'll be cool, but I'd much rather go to Cuba for a fraction of the cost. Did I travel? Yes. Did I spend as much money? No. And part of that decision comes from knowing that there's other options. How do I know there's other options? One, do the research say to yourself hmm if there's something that I want to do but I don't want to spend this amount of money doing it how can I go about doing it travel is such a great example because there's a lot of programs and things and you know groups and 
organizations that will help you travel at very nominal costs, very nominal costs. You can volunteer abroad, you can start a campaign, you can do so many different versions of excursion that spending a lot of money, unless that's what you really want to do, like if you and your friends want to get together and buy a cruise, or you and your friends want to want to go do a backpacking trip through Peru, you guys can do that. But you don't have to do that. And exploring different options comes from knowing people who have done different things. And luckily, lucky for us millennials, we live in a world where if you don't know somebody who's doing it right here, you know somebody on Instagram, you know somebody on Facebook, it's getting done. So expand your circle. Your circle does not have to be everybody who lives in your town, who all work at the Walmart, who only go to Applebee's. It can be whoever you want it to be. Get involved and get out and do the things that you actually really want to do. So today I wanted to keep the episode short and sweet. Next week, we'll be having some guests and I'll be starting in on our new segments. Our segments are going to be about, you know, saving money, what that looks like, you know, in our day to day. Like everyone says, yeah, you should be saving your money. But does anyone really like talk about exactly what that looks like? Do we talk about like saying no to, to brunch to brunch? that's a big deal so we need to talk about it so we're going to talk about saving money and strategies that people come up with um we're going to talk about real estate you know my favorite subject in the world i can go on and on and on um and then we're going to have other guests like i said who are going to be talking about their professional experiences their investment processes and yeah we're going to hear some horror stories too because horror stories help you learn and i just don't believe in making the same mistakes that someone has already have made like we don't have to learn the hard way guys like <laughs> we don't have to do it so let's not let's just share the ugly stories so we don't have to learn the hard way but for today this concludes our first episode thank you so so much for joining me um i'm excited to see what we come up with later um in the meantime follow us on instagram at black millennials invest and tell your friends because we all want to be wealthy.